ponder upon what happened, what could have happened on Monday. How many accidents happened on 95? How many people got killed by a straight bullet? Y'all not feeling me, but it's okay. When you think about Tuesday, the fact that when you went to bed, 33,000 people did not wake up the next day, but you got up. What about on Wednesday that, you know what, all that you have needed that he has provided? What about on Thursday that even in your mess and your sin, his grace still reached down and picked you up? And on Friday, where your soul should have been fried in hell, but God remind you, on a good Friday, Jesus died for your sin. Then on Saturday, he was still in the tomb. It seems as if it was dark. But early Sunday morning, Jesus got up. That's why we come to worship on Sunday. So, so, So then, when you come to worship, you are not in a spectator sport. You are simply giving God thanks for all that he has done for you. Do I have any company in this place? Here's the good news. I promise you I'm going to preach. I'm not going to preach long. Um, Here's the good news. God still loves you. In spite of God still loves you. So when you sing, you're not singing just to sing. You're singing because he is. In spite of your imperfection, our shortcomings, our God is a loving God. I don't know about you, but I'm committed to serving for the rest of my life. The psalmist says, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. You can taste Jesus. He is good. He's better than your mama's grill. He's good. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn there with me. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. We're going to talk about last week we saw keys to thriving uh, marriage. This week we're going to see keys to a thriving home. And, and, and here's the good news for you, my, my, my youngins. Um, even though you may not come from a thriving family, as far as your earthly family, I got good news for you. Your heavenly family is a thriving family. So, so, so then you, we can no longer, part of this teaching and preaching is that we can no longer use the excuse of what shoulda, coulda, woulda, but all I know is that when you know Jesus, it changes everything. And I'm glad today that, that, that two people that I look up to, two people that, that's, that's catalyst of a lot of the teaching that I've done and the writing that I've done on this subject are here. I'm not going to put them on the blast, but they know who they are. I praise God for them. Amen, amen, amen. So, so Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, we're going to be focusing, focusing on thriving family, thriving family. Um, if you have your Bible, join me and, and standing as, as we read it together. I'm going to re- be reading from the NLT version of the Bible. Amen. I know that makes, you see, I got one witness <laughs> from the NLT uh, um, version of the Bible. See, Daniel, I do like NLT. Here's what it says. Children, 
Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first, first commitment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, and this you can put here, mothers and fathers, fathers, do not provoke your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. You may be seated. Gracious God, we thank you for your word. Father, I pray that you give me the strength, the position of speech, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart will be acceptable into your sight. Speak to our hearts, for we are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Keys to a thriving home. Um, we'll be talking about thriving families, thriving marriages. I'm not an expert. Um, this December will make my wife and I 15 years of marriage, so I'm nowhere near an expert. I know in Kim Kardashian years, that's, that, that's about 100 years. But, but, um, but, but, but I'm, I'm no expert, so I'm not speaking as an expert. But here's what I know. The Word of God is what guides our marriage, our lives, and everything. So as a minister of the gospel, I can stand up here and speak to us on what God has to say. So 15 years of marriage, I'm, not, I'm no expert in parenting. My oldest will be 13 next month. So I am no expert. My youngest is three. So I'm no expert in that. But this is what I know. The Word of God tells us what to do. And I've been a son for this, this Thursday we'll make it. I've, I've been a son to a, a mother and a father for 43 years. This Thursday is going to make it 43 years. So I, I know a little bit of what it means to be a son. But here's the good news. I have, I, I have my father in heaven who showed what a relationship between a father and a son looked like. And he left this playbook for us, for us to learn. So today I want to speak to you on this fairly simple subject, keys to a thriving home. Keys to a thriving home. Um, the prerequisite that I said last week does not change for this week either. Um, the same way I said for thriving marriage, it requires spirit-filled men and women. For a thriving home, it requires spirit-filled children and spirit-filled parents. Y'all not going to help me, but that's okay. I'll preach anyways. It requires both spirit-filled. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. And, and if I want to contextualize this translation for us today, parents, do not be drunk with power. But be filled with spirit. Children. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to wake you up. Do not be drunk with the world and the things in it. Disrespectful, disobedience, but be filled with the spirit. Y'all not going to like me, but it's okay. I like myself anyways. It's my birthday week, so I'm feeling me. So, so, so. Don't be drunk with wine. And plain Christian, do not be drunk with the things of the world. 
In other words, do not be drunk with the fruit of the flesh, but be filled with fruit of the spirit. Ooh, I wish I had a church. I wish I had a church. Y'all, y'all, y'all not having, but, but, but I think this is good, good ground, good theology. So be filled with the spirit. So in other words, when we talk about thriving and thriving marriages, you see you gotta be spirit filled, you gotta be submitting. And the same principle here apply. If you're gonna be a thriving child or a thriving parent, you have to be spirit-filled, and you also have to be submitting to God. The same thing, because remember, it's one thought, and the application, it's still going the same process. So you got to be spirit-filled. Now, here is what I want to tell you. Let me, let, me, let me tell you the two things. So I believe in thriving children and thriving homes. And I'm telling you, when my books come out, you all better be buying them, because you guys are the lab. So I'm, I'm just working the, the, the materials on you. We're talking about spirit-filled. To be spirit-filled implies freedom for God to occupy every part of your life, guiding and controlling you. Let me say it again. To be spirit-filled, it's where you said, less of me, all of you. Or better yet, none of me, all of you. In other words, you, you decided to submit under Jesus' authority where even the very words that come out of your mouth are dictate, dictated by him. Okay? So the same way for parents and the same way for children. Uh, this is what the, the MacArthur Bible commentary says. It says this, being spirit-filled being filled with the Spirit is living in the conscious presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, letting his mind, through the word, dominate everything that is thought and done. Ooh, that was good. That was good. I, 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 I love how MacArthur put it. In other words, it says this. You let Jesus Christ, through his Spirit and his word, dominate your thinking and your actions. You, 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 you do know that what you think is what you usually. You know, most, most things starts up here. So, so, so if you let the word of God comes and dwell in you richly, you let the word of God. If you fill yourself with God's word, ooh, you're gonna realize that it's gonna be, Changing you. You, 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 you know, you know, people don't want to lose weight. What they do, they change their diet and they go work out. And, 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 and look, look. At first, one of the first things that happens to you is this: you, 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 you begin to tone the muscles as you're working out, right? So, 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 what used to be excess body parts <laughs> now you turn it into muscle. And in the same way, when you let the word of God dictates and guides your mind. You let the Spirit of God, you let Jesus be here, be in you. What happens is this. What used to be something useless, God turned it into something good. The same way you let the Word of God be filled with the Spirit. Now, two things and, and, and I'm done. Um, thriving children. So, 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 so thriving children is the first part. Two, two parts, see? Short sermon, two parts. Thriving children. So, so the question becomes, what are the characteristics 
of a thriving, ch of a thriving child. See, um, let, me, let me put something out here. There is no age limitation on being a child. The culture tells us when you turn 18, you grown. When you turn 18, you are able to make decisions as adults. But to your parents, you forever be a child. No, 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 no. The parents, that doesn't mean that you treat them like babies. We, 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 we're going to work this out. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, I got 10 minutes. We're, pretty sure we're going to work this out real quick. See, 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 there's two things. There's two main characteristics of a thriving child. Keep, keep going. Next slide. Keep going. Keep going. There's, there are two characteristics. Keep going. A thriving child must, number one, obey their parents. It's in the text. I'm not making this up. Children, obey your parents. Captain Obvious. Bing, 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 bing. Children, obey your parents. Now, 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 um, um, the word obey, obey is to listen and follow. The same way when you are filled, MacArthur says, that your thoughts and your actions. So when you are filled, when you obey, you listen and do. And parents are not, we're going to see this in the parents' part in a minute, and parents cannot tell you, you should not obey anything that's not biblical. The problem is this, ooh, I wish I had time to preach, the problem is this, because our standard, both our parents and us have changed. It's a, God, it's a godless culture. It's a godless standard. So then therefore now, we are nitpicking as to what we choose to obey. But, but the, the thing is this, listen, I told you how old I am. When I talk to my dad, I still listen. And if my dad tells me something that is biblical, that is good for me, it's good for my marriage, it's good for my children, it's good for my career, guess what? It's good stuff. I obey. So, you obey, you obey, um, and you honor. Obey and honor. Honor is the Oh, let me, let, let me, I said, to obey is to hear under. You listening to them. You, you listening to what they said. To, to honor is to esteem. Ha. So, so, so then, so then, obedience has to do with your action. I'm making it quick. This is, this is the bite. Take this bite and take it. And honor has to do with your attitude. Amen. Preach, Pastor Perry. Preach. When you obey, you do. When you honor, you do it gladly. I know that was good. That was good. That was, that, that was good. That, that, that was good. And in other words, you know how sometimes you begrudgingly, there's no honor in that. And by the way, even when you're 40 some years old too, you still have that in you. That's why you must be spirit-filled. Can, 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 
can I, can I, can I give you this, this for free? This is for free. Nobody besides God wants more for you than your godly parents. Okay, this was for free. Take it to the bank. And there was a Clemens, and there was a Clemens. Bag it, claim it, name, name it, claim it, bag it, take it to the bank. I don't care how old you are. Nobody besides God wants the best for you than your parents. You know when you succeed, who's happy? Especially your mama. Especially your Haitian mama. Oh! And every prayer line, bien aimé, les petits pensions à l'éternel. Bambal de petit point qui n'est là. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and, and here is the thing. You, when you obey, and when you honor, you're not doing it unto your parents because the text says you honor and obey your parents unto the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and here's the best example of honor and obey. Jesus Christ. See, see, that's supposed to be the end of my sermon, but I'm breaking it early because I got five minutes left to talk to the parents. Jesus. Honor and obey God the Father. Philippians says this, and chapter 2 says this, even though Jesus was God, he did not consider it to be robbery. He came down and he suffered the lowest death possible because he wanted to honor his Father. So children, obey and honor. Um, gotta skip that part too. Gotta skip that. Y'all can get that some another time. Um, second part. So children honor and obey. Uh, um, and typically children, and, and this is a mistake that a lot of people in the world make and you Christian kids should not do. He, here's the thing. You, you, you know how when, when your parents, when, 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 when you first born, and this is the, this is what psychologists says, when you first born, and, and you, you are so dependent on your parents, like, you always, like, you idolize your parents, and, and you be like, oh my gosh, like, oh mommy, daddy, I need this, you know, whatever it is, you are so dependent upon mommy and daddy. And then by the time you get to seven and thirteen, and you get to that age, supposedly, for non-Christian kids, for non-spirit-filled kids, and, and you have the spirit of rebellion that's not coming on you, but in Jesus' name, those of you who are ch- kingdom children you never experienced that amen 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 so 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 then so then now you begun to almost demonize your parents it's almost like you you think every problem in the world is because of them they don't love you they don't like you it's you it's because of you that i'm here i could have been far away it's because i got mommy daddy issues you you think you think they are the devil and, and, and then but 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 you need a car you need to go to college, somebody gotta pay for it. And, and, and then you, 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 you begin to use them. You, you, you like, you, you don't, look, look, you have this fake obey and honor because you need money. Fake obedience and honor because you need money. It's like, mom, I need this. Oh, oh I need this. I need, you know, oh, the food tastes so good, but you know you're gonna eat McDonald's, right? Uh, um, so, 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 so then, so then what happens is this. Towards the latter part of their lives, as you now begun to become an, uh, 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 an adult, you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss my mom. 
I'm gonna miss my dad because they don't have much time left. So you spend the bulk of your life using them, rebelling against them, only for you to realize that they love you the whole time. They're not perfect, but they love you the whole time. So let's skip the whole in-between thing and realize that, yes, they are human, yes, they make mistakes, but nobody loves you more than they. So now, um, so honor your, so, so, so that it may be well with you. So, so the idea is, is this, so that you would live a long life. Now, this is not a blanket promise, but in a sense, it's a blanket promise, right? It's, it's that, but it's, it's not that. So, because Jesus obeyed his dad at 33 years old, he died. But see, it says this is the only commitment with a promise, because when you obey your parents, and this is important. I don't care if you are five or if you're 35. When you obey your parents, especially if what they are asking you to do is godly, it's biblical, you obey that extension upon your life. Yes. That's extension upon your life because when you do that, li- listen, and, and parents, you have to be transparent to tell them that when you fell in that hole, this is the reason why you're telling them that no, son, daughter, don't go that route because there's a big old hole in there. You're going to fall in there for five, ten years and you're going to wish somebody had told you about it. And I'm telling you because I've been there, I got in it, and if you go in there, that means there's no progress that's taking place. So, thriving parents. For thriving parents, um, Keep, keep up with me, PowerPoint. There you go. Next. Thriving parents. Next. There are, there are responsibilities. Responsibilities. The first one is a warning. Watch what it says in verse 4. You all know Pastor Barry can preach quick. Can preach real, make, it, make it make sense real quick. It says, do not provoke. And, and by the way, the, 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 the reason why it says parent of fathers here is because how society was back then. And by the way, just understand this too. Back then, when a mother gave birth to a kid, they put the baby at the feet of the father. If the father did not pick up the baby, the baby was not going to be part of the family. Yeah. In other words, because, because we were in patriarchal Society. Okay? So, 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 but, but here for us in our context today, context today, mothers and fathers, and there's this thing, there's this spirit that goes to where that daughters goes against their mothers, and mothers against their daughters, and fathers against son, and son against father. That's straight from the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus, not here. Not here. As a matter of fact, the man you want to be, you're looking at him. He ain't perfect, but he's a good man. The woman you want to be, you're looking at her. As a matter of fact, can I tell you something? The man you want to marry for you daughters, you're looking at him as your father because whatever you see, how that man treat your mother, that's how you're going to expect a man to treat you. And if he has not do the proper thing, there's a better man than him. Amen. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. 
But, but, but let, let, let me get off the soapbox for a moment. So it says, parents, do not provoke your children. You, you know, uh, um, and, and, and I'm learning this because my wife has to, every now and then she said like, are you provoking PJ? I'm like, no, I'm not provoking him. Um, be, no, because it, it's the stage where, where I am trying to shape Shape. And do you know what happened with, with middle school students? They seem to be very, very forgetful. So you have to continually repeat it over and over and over and over again. Do this. And, and then sometimes I'm always like, ah, oh. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you no break. Because I want you to do it. Because the day I start, I, my mom used to say this to me, the day you don't hear my voice, that means I'm gone. So, 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 so then, but I can tell you to do something. Remember when we say honor and obey? We said attitude and action. The way that I tell you to do something, my attitude and action must also reflect there too as a parent. Amen. Amen. And, and so, even though your parents may not do it like that, but you know how to do it. When you become a parent yourself, this is how you have to deal with it. So do not provoke. And, and, and here's the thing. I can chastise without provoking. I can correct without provoking. See, part of it is this. Take that part of it to your parents, okay? Uh, um, I can tell you, no, don't do this without putting some negative connotation or curse over it. When you do, when, when you, when you, so for, for, for instance, anybody ever get the parents like, that's provoking. That is provoking. Right? But, even though parents are provoking, you're still required to honor Two wrongs don't make it right. The parents have their responsibility. You have your characteristic. So, so parents, parents gotta gotta gotta. gotta there's, there's, a, there's a caution. There's this warning, in a sense that we can't be too overprotective or overbearing. We can't show favoritism, and we can't take our frustration out on our kids. Do you guys know that most people who are unfulfilled in their lives, most people who are frustrated with their lives, they usually take it on the people near them? And sometimes you, you, you look, look, some people know, it's like, they're looking outside to see when that is coming from work, to see what mood that he is in, to know if they're going to come out of their room or stay in their room. But not for Christian fathers. Not for spirit-filled men and women. See, my wife asked me, how was work? Good. End of story. Work is work. Home is home. I don't take work home. I don't take my co-workers who get on my last nerves home. Because when I got home, I'm in my sanctuary with my church. I'm the pastor of my home. Not because I'm a pastor here, but every man, that's another book too, that's almost done. I'm the pastor of my home. 
I'm being serious. So when I got home, so therefore, because I am shepherding my home, I am not provoking my home. Because my, I want my sheep to come under, be, be near me, be under my teaching. Be in my presence. Be in fellowship with me. So parents, do not provoke your children. It doesn't stop there. It says, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Part B. Next slide, PowerPoint. Um, anyways, they're not paying attention. So, um, there's instruction given to us as parents. The instruction is to train and instruct. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that it should go so that when they grow up, they will, they will not depart from the faith. You must be spirit-filled. The Word of God must be in you. The Spirit of God must be in you for you to give to your kids. Now, your parents may not have gotten that. They may not have given it to you for, the, for the, some of you young adults and, and things like that. But you know what? God the Father made the provision through His Word to fill you up nevertheless. God is not a negligent dad. Your earthly parents may be negligent, but is not. So in other words, if you are a true Christian, if you let the Word of God penetrate your hearts, even though your parents have shortcomings, you're still able to follow and honor God and obey to Him through His Word. Because you will be a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. I'm done. Um, Bring them up. Discipline. Parents have to discipline their kids. It's so funny. When I was coming up, pow, pow. Pow, pow. Pow, pow. You all know pow, pow, right? Pow, pow, George. C'est si bon, baton. Pourquoi baton? But see, I remember when I was about 13, one day, um, my dad, I, I went, I was in Haiti, um, you know, nation, straight up from Oka, uh, um, you know, a real zoo. So I, I went to, uh, um, I went to school and I forgot my books. I forgot a couple of my books. I had this friend, his name was Walkila Wash, was his name. You're you know, Haitian, don't, don't, don't. So, so, uh, um, he brought my books to my father's house. And, and back then in Haiti, you know, you don't want to leave your books with somebody because they, they can go do some voodoo, things you guys don't know about. You know, but you know, the, the, the beliefs. So my dad, so I got to my dad's house and then my dad was like, Pegasus! You know, when they said the whole thing like that, no nickname, no, you know, Pegasus! Himalo! That, you know, me, I didn't think I did anything wrong. So I go to my dad with confidence, even though I know his wrong. So I said, what's wrong? He said, bum, 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 kaleo. This was the first time he said, give me your hand. Let me give you some, you know, I'm going to, and by the way, I never asked my dad why at any given time. And this was the first time I said, okay, I'm giving you my hand, but why am I going to get this 
Bato. And th- this was like, uh, you, you, you know when, when Esther went before the king, not knowing she's going to get life or death? This was one of those moments. Because you do not, and I repeat, you do not ask your Haitian parents. Why? And my dad pulled his hands back with the belt. And by the way, the belt was like this. Double. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Not, not, not like, you know how, you know, in America we go like this. In Haiti they go like this. Right? Right? So, so, so then my dad went and, 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 then, and then pulled his hands back. And he said, now you are asking, you are talking to me like you're an adult. Whoa, I'm going to treat you like an adult. And he pulled the belt back on his waist. And he said, what have I said to you concerning your books? I said, you said to me to always have my books in my backpack and to bring them home. And he said... Where's your backpack? I said, here it is. I said, are all your books in it? I said, I assume they are. And he said, well, unfortunately, they are not. But since you, since you understand, now you talk to me, you have an understanding, so I will no longer hit you with a belt. I want you to know that whatever it is you're about to do, before you do it, come to me. Come and talk to me. And then, you know, if I know about it, I will tell you. If I don't know, I will do the research. That was the last time my dad, my dad, he never laid hand on me from that day forth. He didn't put no, never. So the point I'm making to you is this. Your parents, if you are able to talk with them, if you're not able to talk with them, Brother Clevis and I and Dave will go have a meeting with you and them. I'm being honest. But the reality of it is this, there's got to be a point to where that you have to be still honoring your parents and be obedient to them because they are telling you to do biblical things. But if, if there are issues where they are provoking out of anger and things like that, then we got to find the right help for them to continue to be the thriving parents that God called them to be. Because your thriving parents are going to be thriving grandparents one day. So we got to get it fixed. That's why we're a church. That good? Because Jesus is the example of how he submit to the Father, honoring and obeying the Father even to the point of death. So it's okay. You can be a thriving parent. You can be a thriving son and, and daughter. Because you know why it's important for us to do that now? It's easier to build than to repair. Prevention is better than cure. So, would you turn your life over to God and submitting and being spirit-filled, both as a parent and as children. God bless you.
ask that you all please stand to your feet.